0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, June 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Reporting on ag emissions. Key Democrats says USMCA deal before 2020. Japan deal soon after July. And EPA taking more time on glyphosate review. State stepping toward regulating ag cap and trade. California's cap and trade program has not placed caps on greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture and the state does not have plans to do so. Yet, in a bill in the state legislature, may be the first steps in that process. Senate Bill 613 would have the Air Resources Board track the emissions from food purchases in the state. Senator Henry Stern of Kenoga Park presented the bill to the Assembly Natural Resources Committee this week. He said it's time the state did the math and looked at the greenhouse gas impact of the food we buy for ourselves. Assemblymember Susan Eggman of Stockton countered that we already have the most controlled food supply in the world. Stern spurned the report card as a positive benefit to farmers who aren't getting enough credit for the work they're doing. He added that by doing some of this carbon inventory work will bring it to light, say in the dairy industry or in the beef industry or in specialty crops. Stern also noted that he would be willing to refine the language to make sure it does not provide additional regulatory burden on farmers. SB 613 passed the committee and will be heard in appropriations. Keep in mind... Ag contributes about 8% of the total greenhouse gas emissions in California. California Walnut CEO appointed to U.S. Trade Committee. Michelle McNeil Conley is head of the California Walnut Commission and will now be representing those interests on an advisory committee for fruits and vegetables. During her four-year term, Connolly will provide advice and information to USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue and U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. Connolly will have a seat alongside her counterparts at the Almond Board, California Fresh Fruit Association, Western Growers, Citrus Mutual, and several other California ag groups. Walnut Stats. California produces nearly all of the walnuts in the U.S. market. More than 60% of the production goes to exports. Walnuts rank fifth in agriculture export values for California at about $1.4 billion. Key Democrats seize USMCA by year's end. Congress should be able to ratify the U.S. Mexico Canada agreement by the end of the year. That, according to the chairman of the House Ways and Means Subcommittee, that has jurisdiction over trade policy. Earl Blumenauer of Oregon said he and other Democrats will not relent on addressing their concerns about the pact, but he stressed to reporters they also recognizes that Mexico's newly elected president and the country will suffer if the U.S. takes too long to approve the agreement. There are plenty of lawmakers that want to see Congress ratify the U.S. Mexico Canada Agreement before the August recess. But House Democrats are still negotiating with U.S. Trade Representative Robert Leinheiser on addressing certain issues, including enforcement measures to ensure Mexico will follow through with labor reforms. He said, I think there's no interest on the part of our leadership to have this bleed into 2020. He said, our hope is that we can move with dispatch, get our concerns resolved, strengthen the agreement and move forward. Grassley sees quick Japan deal. Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa says he expects an agricultural trade agreement with Japan to be announced soon after the Japanese elections next month. The deal could actually be finalized before then, but the announcement would be postponed until after the elections, Grassley told reporters. Now, for more on USMCA, had a look at how the price of pesticides could be affected by the trade war with China. Be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes today. Ag spending bill passes House. The House passed a five-bill fiscal 2020 spending measure that includes a 10 percent increase in rural broadband funding at USDA. The legislation which passed on a party line 227 to 194 vote includes funding for USDA, FDA, EPA, and the Interior Department among other agencies and departments. But keep in mind, House Democrats have yet to agree with Senate Republicans and the White House on spending limits for FY20, so the spending levels in the House bill are far from locked in. The White House has threatened to veto the bill over spending levels as well as some policy provisions. Democrats increase pressure on USDA over research. The top Democrat on Senate Ag, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, is appealing to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue to start making public the department's climate-related research. Stabenow said in a letter to Perdue, quote, It would be deeply irresponsible for the department to suppress research that helps USDA customers and the agricultural economy as a whole. She was responding to a political report that the Trump administration has all but stopped publicizing studies by USDA's Agriculture Research Service on climate-related issues. Meanwhile, a Democrat on the House Appropriations and Agriculture Committees, Shelley Pingree of Maine, asked USDA's Office of Inspector General to investigate the findings in the report. Kangry's request will carry some weight. She sits on the Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, which writes USDA's annual budget. FDA pressed to act on CBD. Senator Ron Wyden, Oregon Democrat, is calling on FDA to promptly take steps to allow hemp derived CBD to be used legally in food and dietary supplements. FDA officials have been saying it will take several years to fully evaluate the safety of CBD and provide a legal pathway for its usage. In a letter to Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar and FDA Acting Commissioner Ned Sharpless, Wyden called on the FDA to issue a formal enforcement discretion policy by August 1 to protect companies from legal action. Wyden also asked FDA to initiate a formal rulemaking to permanently legalize the use of CBD. EPA taking more time on glyphosate review. EPA is extending the comment period on its proposed interim registration review decision for glyphosate. Interested parties now will have until September 3rd to offer comments. The deadline was July 5th. The proposal includes potential conditions for use of the herbicide, including Label changes specifying that applicators must not spray during temperature inversions and aerial applications cannot be made when wind speeds exceed 15 miles an hour at the application site. EPA had originally said it hoped to have an interim decision out by late summer or early fall. Here's today's He Said It. It seems like we're taking greenhouse gas reduction funds and making them available to communities with unsafe drinking water and were not exactly sure what would happen. That State Senator Bob Wykoski of Fremont during a committee hearing on a bill to establish a clean drinking water fund. He added, there's nothing in this bill that gives us authority. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, June 26th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.